Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Ninjas of Another Color podcast. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us, give us five stars on Google. We're now on YouTube at 365, 366 Media. Check us out. And let's get it started. By the power of Grayskull. Happy Juneteenth. Yeah, the federal government gave us Juneteenth. Uh, ain't nothing special, but we want voting. But that's for another podcast. And this is Father's Day weekend. Hope everyone celebrates it. Merry with your kids, baby mamas, wives, whatever you got to do, make it possible. And again, this is Happy Juneteenth. And for our starting story, uh, the Braves took two games from St. Louis, back-to-back games, scoring, I think, eight runs. Um, yep, the St. The St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the game has been re- rained out today. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. It looks like the offense is getting is getting started. Uh, we almost had a no-hitter in the first game. Charlie Morton went seven and. I think seven and a third gave up three hits, but went into the seventh inning with no hits. He walked. It wasn't a perfect game, but it was good. Offense exploded. Uh, yeah, the game before where they lost to Boston, where they came up in the ninth and they scored one run, and Acuna got threw out at third. That was just that was just kind of insane. So let's kind of listen to the highlights. For the home side, last assignment was Saturday at Miami. Six innings of work, allowed three earned runs on five hits, struck out four and walked two. If, if you take Free's first three starts out of his line, and I know that's this ifs and buts being candy and nuts, I get that. But if you do it, he's been really impressive this yeah. year. Tommy Edmond ready to go to work for St. Louis tonight's Edmond has a base hit into left field. Maybe more. Almonte's got to get there in a hurry. Tommy can run on his way into second base with a leadoff double. To a fine start tonight. Here's Dylan Carlson now hitless yesterday. The Cardinals would really love to translate that leadoff double into an early run after being shut out yesterday. Jam shot on a fastball on the ground for Riley. And there is a well-earned first out of the game for Max Breed as Edmund takes third. Paul Goldschmidt has had 17 opportunities with a runner at third and less than two out, and he's gotten him in eight times this year. It's a ground ball for Riley, who will concede the run for the out. The RBI Goldschmidt is 1-0 St. Louis. So here's Arenado now with a runner and two away. And he chased a breaking ball in the dirt, and he'll do it in the St. Louis half of the first. Carlos Martinez inherits a 1-0 lead before he even settles in to begin his night. Some nights he'll look like Bob Gibson, and other nights he looks like another kind of Gibson. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's feast or famine with him. Ronald Acuna Jr. leads things off for Atlanta, and that one actually got away from him and hit Acuna. Hit batsman opens up the ballgame, and that's something that's happened with Martinez on the mound uh, more often than not. First try tonight. Now it's Ozzy Albies. Acuna's running. Pitch is taken outside. Throw to second is in time to get him. And there's the Hall of Famer at work. See him get out of the shoot in a hurry, accurate throw, and DeYoung with a nice sweep tag. Albies has been terrific at home as Albies strokes that one just inside the line in left field. Ozzy on his way to second with a two-out double. Five extra base hits for Ozzy Albies. Here's Abraham Almonte now. The 3-2 for Martinez. And he misses with a changeup. Boy, he thought he had him. It might come as a bit of a surprise to learn that Austin Riley has been as productive as he's been. There's a line shot out to right field for Austin Riley. Albies scores. Just like that, we're back to even as Atlanta has answered in their half of the first. One and two to Swanson with two runners aboard to run in. And he gets 
hits him on the slider. William Contreras will lead things off for the Braves. Bottom of the second in a 1-1 game. This pitch is socked to left and deep. Way back. That ball is out of here. William Contreras has gotten hot with a first pitch homer against Martinez to make it 2-1 Atlanta. And there's ball four to Acuna. Acuna runs and the throwdown's not in time. So what an interesting little battle we've got here between Yadi Molina and Rondo Acuna Jr. They're now one for one against each other. Freddy's had really good days against Carlos Martinez in his career. And a base hit for Freeman. Acuna taking the turn. Throw to the plate. It's cut. Freeman safe at second. I think the throw made it all the way through, but that was Molina who just opted to go right back to second base instead of trying for the play of the plate. Well, one step back and make that sweep tag with the glove, and he's got it out. Yeah, I'm surprised that that so is Martinez. I mean, he's pointing at home plate and said, well, why didn't you do that? Three to one in Atlanta. Now Albies, who doubled and scored back in the first. He swings and sends a ball the deep right, and that one is gone. On top of the job. Wow. Ozzie Albies knew as soon as he made contact that that ball was going to fly. And the Braves already have five runs. Not sure how much longer the Cardinals are going to be able to avoid going to the bullpen. Martinez just has not been sharp tonight. And here come the Braves once again in the fourth inning. whether or not Albies was safe at second base, so it's the Braves that actually called for the appeal. Ball's overturned, Albies is safe, so the fire good and hot here. A run in, nobody out. Looks like Mike Schilt has finally seen enough. Jake Woodford, who had been up a couple of times, is ready to go, faces Abraham Almonte. Runners in second and third, and Almonte shoots that into left. Freeman scores easily. 7-1 Braves. Runners at the corners with two runs in, nobody out for Austin Riley. Sends a drive out to right. Carlson camps under it to make the catch. That's going to tag and score Albies with a third run of the inning. Only Brave that has not been on base tonight so far is pitcher Max Freed. We'll try to rectify that here with his third plate appearance. takes care of him to put a merciful end to a very long inning. Max Reed, the beneficiary of all the support, the 0-2 home to O'Neill first of all. And a breaking ball is called for a strike three. Boy, that is apt to give a few calls from uh, St. Louis dugout. Here's Paul DeYoung now. That ball literally squirted out of Reed's hands, and Young can't hold on. Max Reed back to work, back with his eight-run lead in tow. He has been dominant tonight and takes care of Paul Goldschmidt with a swing and a miss. Ball the two strikes to Nolan Arenado. Got him on the gas. Big-time velocity here in the seventh inning for Max Reed. That's as firm as he's thrown a fastball all night. Oh, there's a breaking ball that gets hold up. However, they got a man there. That's Almonte to retire the side. Seven strong innings from Max Reed. Well, this might be the final opportunity for Ozzy Albies and a sixth triple of the year. If he does cash in on that three-base hit, it would mean he'd hit for the cycle. And right, Glenn Thomas calls everybody off to retire this side. Nine to one advantage. And that sets up Jacob Webb to try to close down business at home tonight. The Cardinals are down to their final out tonight. Thomas sends a drive out to the left. Yeah, I don't like the national broadcast because I like how, yes, uh, what's the name? Skip Carey? Yeah, Skip Carey, how Skip Carey does it. Uh, I don't know why, but let's listen to Ozzy's home run. Check this out. But now you've got Ozzy up there with Freeman in scoring position, and he unloads. Is it Hyde? Either way, this is not the kind of start the Cardinals wanted from Carl. 
Martinez, the Braves loving life. The offense in high gear, they needed 5-1. That's what he's stuck at. You throw a 93 to Contreras chip with movement, it gets hit out and you miss your spot. So what do you do now? You overthrow and try to come with 96. And miss right to Ozzy's wheelhouse. Yep. That was in Ozzy's wheelhouse and where did it go? Top of the chop house. Yeah, I, I, I like the home run call better from Chip because Chip has has a better, I guess, acoustics. I uh, know, but let's listen to Freddie's RBI single. Let's see if, if Freddie's is a little bit different. Swing and a shot into shallow right. That's down for a hit. Here comes Ronald. Hip it up. Here's his throw. It is to the plate. Safe, and Freddie advances to second. A good throw by Edmund. Molina never made an attempt to tag out Acuna. The Braves get a run and a base on that play, and Freeman's great work with two outs continues. It's 3-1. to one. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little dumbfounded on... You see this? Edmund makes a beautiful throw. Look at this. I actually think he would have had him. I really do. Travis had a hit last night. Okay, hold on one second. Yep. That was kind of perplexing. Ronald was coming around third. He was dead to rights if Molina just turned around and just tagged him. Because he was dead to rights. Another another play where they're being over aggressive, but it worked out because we got the run. Yeah, I was kind of they we got lucky on that one. The Cardinals were going through a uh, I guess a brain fart. Because Ronald was dead at home. Let's listen to the younger Contreras do this. He needed one of those. A tough go over here in June. And he jumps on the first pitch. Drives that to left. Look at that ball carry out of here. He ambushed him in the Braves lead. You know the Colonel's going to take another, another Contreras. <laughs> Dealing yeah. with Wilson with the Cubs. And now William. Hit a first pitch over. And you said Chip, he'd been scuffling last night. Kind of got. Uh, yeah, here we go. And yeah, man, Wilson, William Contreras, star in the making. Just gotta clean up the defense, and we'll be good to go. And this is another run scoring play. And a little pop into shallow left, long run to Young. He's not gonna get there. It's a blue pit. Look at Freddie run. He's on his way to third. High throw. Ozzy on his way to second. And they got it. Yeah, but uh, replay showed that he was safe. Yeah, so the gamble, the gamble paid off, and he was safe. So, yeah. No spilt milk, nothing like that. So, yeah, no Braves game today. So, we got basketball. We're moving on to basketball. Um, we got a trade. Kimball Walker got traded to the Thunder for two players and a pick. Boston wanted to get off that contract. That's why that trade went to, through. But I don't think he stays there long term. I think he gets traded one more time in the offseason. And Zion is unhappy in, well, Zion's people are unhappy. Don't know if it came from him, but reports say that he is unhappy because he's in a small market. I think he's too big for New Orleans. Yeah, he might need to be traded. And, and guess who has cap space? And guess where he's from? Yes, NYC. Zion and, and Obi. Formal front court, but hey, one can dream. We got a game seven tonight, Nets and Bucks. Game seven tomorrow, Hawks and 76s, the process. In my personal opinion, the Bucks win tonight because they are deeper. I say deeper than the Nets. As long as they do what they did in game six, take it to the post, baby. Take it to the post. They can't stop you. Yeah, take it to the post. So, 
and also with the the Hawks and Nets. I mean Hawks and Seven Sixers. Shoot the lights out. You're at home. Trust the process. Let them run. But guess what? FSU in the house. Big dogs. The Clippers are moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Powered by who? Man. Yes. Yeah, mama. There goes that man. A.K.A. Mark Jackson. The next coach of fill in the blank. All right. Let's listen to some highlights. Performance from Paul George here in the night in game five. He misses his first shot. Donovan Mitchell to drive and scores a two-point shot. 67% of their shots were from three. Terrence Mann connects on a three. Mann gets it. Especially go back here. Primary defender on Donovan Mitchell connects on a long three. Conley stolen by George. George on the drive, gets inside, muscles his way in. What he's able to do on both sides of the floor. Mitchell throws it up, can't get it, go there. As both more the third quarter of the last game. George has Conley on a big height advantage, although Conley has man, gets a three, Terrence Mann. Bogdanovich, a couple of fakes blocked by Batum. George on a hard drive, gets inside, sidestep, missed. Terrence Mann on the follow. It's been a man. Down to six. Mitchell, pull off three-pointer. It's good. Todd Mitchell. I thought he should have had consideration until he got hurt. A legitimate MVP host. He carries this for a defensive player. Mitchell stumbles with the dribble. Conley throws it up. Faber is able to back it home. George inside the man. Man back out to Batum. Three-pointer. It's good. Nick Batum from downtown. With Paul George being trapped. Get rid of the basketball and make the proper decision. Oh, beautiful Euro step. Donovan Mitchell. Let's say, oh, he's, he's, he's hobbled. The ankle is not right. He's fine. Batum off the steal and the finish. Mitchell on the drive. Gets inside. Kicks it out. Royce O'Neal. Got it. Another three-pointer. They're just a shot. Here comes Mitchell. Mitchell trying to draw a foul. He does. Shot's good. And one. Chance for a four-point play. Finish. Tomb to George, George to Morris, three-pointer, got it! He has a chance to pass Jerry Sloan for number one. <laughs> Clarkson, jumper's good, the NBA one with this organization. Well, we've got two excellent young coaches in this series as Paul George steps back, knocks down the three. He's got 12 points. Clarkson, no hesitation, shot blocked by Batum, his second rejection. Boy, capable of exploding. Bad pass that time from Conley. Rondo throws it ahead for two. Alley-oop to man! And is in the zone as a coach right now. Clarkson can't hit Gobert on the follow. Ground for the Nets. You know these guards as Rondo gets in and lays it in. These guards against Gobert. There's Ingles. Bangs it all. Drifting to his right. Mitchell again the drive. Clarkson fakes and fires and connects. Clarkson now 10 points. Ron Lou talking about Clarkson and Bogdanovich. He goes, those two guys, they can go off. we got to really try and contain them. So far, no answers. Jordan Clarkson. spin. The tool. Oh, the finish. Period. He had a couple of 40-point games off the bench this year. Fires again. Got a timeout call. Enjoy Boston is your world. Do you? Clarkson, three-pointer, puts it up. Pumps it in. Jordan Clarkson. Coaching there, the relationship evolved. Jordan says it's Ty who taught him all the routines he needed, how things are different in the playoffs. An outstanding performance. Mitchell drives into Batum. Back at O'Neal. Long three-pointer. Got it. Royce O'Neal. Makes it out in the corner to Beverly. Jackson, corner three, that's good. Reggie Jackson, nine straight three-pointers. Marks it up top to Mitchell. Mitchell a three-pointer. It's good. Donovan Mitchell now at night against Paul George. Crossover, Mitchell three-pointer. Bang! Donovan Mitchell from... Especially in the last week of the playoffs. 
Mitchell, long distance three. That's good! Donovan Mitchell, a range! And Donovan Mitchell range. He's hit a lot of long ones. Bad pass and stolen by Gobert. Turns it right back over. And Paul George, an easy bucket. Passing out to the perimeter. And he said that just cannot keep happening. He also told me they went over some new defensive wrinkles for Wayne Clarkson. One behind by 25. Real off nine in a row. Another turnover. Terrence Mann, some good defense. Three on one. Mann to the basket. Lays it up and in. He's got 21 points. Coach, you always talk about it. A 20-point lead today is not the same as it used to be. It's not, but when you shoot like this, and the increased intensity of the Clippers. Corner three, Terrence Mann again. Got clock at eight. Conley finds some room. Mike Conley answers with his three. Good looks to Terrence Mann. The challenge for him and the Clippers is continue to be aggressive. Mitchell, oh, nice guiding of the ball from... Mitchell, another three, another bucket. Donovan Mitchell, this time the banker won't go. Kept alive, picked up by Morris, ahead to Jackson. Look at Mitchell run down the floor, but Jackson, beautiful scoop up and under the floor. It shouldn't, but it takes the team out of the high screen and roll. But you can still run the same offense. Rudy Gobert on a perfect 21 points, but they can't stop the Jazz. Terrence Mann gets inside. <laughs> Mann with the most points, he's that time. Mann the rebound. Man drives, man finishes, 31, spectacular. Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for man. Man three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! O'Neal on the drive, throws it down. There's an emphatic hit. Reggie Jackson to Beverly. Jackson for three, got it! The three-point madness... Jackson on the drive. Mitchell behind him. Nick Batum connects on a three. Ties. Donovan Mitchell step back three. It's good. Donovan Mitchell with Paul George a three-pointer. That's good. George on the drive against O'Neal. Batum for three. Got it. Mitchell back up top, Bogdanovich a three-pointer, that's good! George guarded by Clarkson, rises up, high arcing shot is good! 23 points, 8 rebound, Paul George, 3! Rebound, Jackson, beautiful pass, and man lays it in! George to drive, back out for 2, Terrence Mann for 3, Bye. Foul, shot's good, and one. Connolly slipped a bit. Mitchell, a three-pointer, and he answers. And then Donovan can have. Jackson to Beverly. Beverly tries a three-pointer. Beverly from downtown! Jackson's got O'Neal on him. O'Neal, an excellent defender. Jackson, though, on the drive, gets inside. Again, high off the glass. He banks it home. O'Neal launches. That's good. Royce O'Neal with a big answer. George on the drive. Back up top. Beverly tries a three. Puts it in. Patrick Beverly. It's a 10-point lead. 79 points in the second half, Jeff. He was brilliant again. Paul George gets the ovation as he's taken out of the game. Here at Staples Center. It's official. The LA Clippers are going to the conference finals. Yeah, man, the Clippers are going to the conference finals. They that was a great, I mean, a, a great job of negating their strength, which is Rudy Gobert. They just attacked and attacked him. So let's listen to Tim Leckler, how he explained it. In a minute, yeah, it's just crazy. 
that they negated him two years in a row where they negated Rudy Gobert. Check this out. Man, when you got something like this to try to sort out and you hear Quinn Snyder just in astonishment talk about 75% shooting from three and a half. Look, we know that's not sustainable, but it did, the, the, clip, the Clips didn't have to sustain it. They, they won because of it. How did this all go wrong for Utah up 75 to 50 and they lose the game? Yeah, look, you've heard a lot about it already from Jeff Van Gundy, Quinn Snyder there. They're hitting on the right things. I think what it comes down to is they used their natural instincts of Rudy Gobert as a rim protector against him. And I get it. You're going to leave him on the floor initially, Scott. But when it gets to the point that you are giving up this many uncontested threes to a team that clearly now is feeling, and I don't care who Terrence Mann is prior to tonight or what you think he is, if you're Quinn Snyder, he absolutely turned into something else in the third quarter. And now you have to really make a strong consideration to get Rudy Gobert off the floor. I just think that that's the answer. He's not hurting you at all on the other end. He's not giving you production offensively to justify how difficult it was for him to do his job on the other end of the floor. They had five three-point shooters on the court the entire half. At some point, after Terrence Mann, you know, gets up to about 10, 12 points in that third quarter, and he's pushing 30 for the game, I just think it's time where you say, you know what, I'm going to go with five perimeter players myself. And actually, by the way, one of those guys probably shouldn't have been Mike Conley either. He just didn't have it tonight. You've got Ingles on the bench. You've got Clarkson. Clarkson, put those guys on the floor with Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, and Royce O'Neal and try to now match up with these guys the best you can and rotate to the three-point line because that's where the Clippers were determined to win the game. Now, the other thing, Scott, that Quinn said that was true, they had a terrible time keeping the ball in front of them. So even if you went with five guards, hey, maybe they're giving up layups at the rim because there's no shot blocker and guys are beating you off the dribble. But if I'm Quinn Snyder, at some point, I've got to at least try that adjustment because Rudy Gobert has never looked more lost or confused on the defensive end of the floor than he was for an entire half. And you have to now go live with this because these were practice shots. 74% is an absurd number, but these were naked looks for an entire half for the most part. At some point, you've got to try to match up better with the three-point shot, and they never did it. A couple of things here, Tim. We'll go ahead and project that the Clips will not shoot 75% from three <laughs> in the first, second, or any other half against Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. And this is not me saying in any way, shape, or form they're better without Kawhi Leonard. They're not. He's one of the best players in the NBA. We understand that. But is there something that Ty Lue has found in these last two games, whether desperation or guys taking on more, as Mann did, that they can lean into in this Western Conference Finals and have confidence in? Yeah, I do. And I think, look, Phoenix is going to be in a similar boat from this standpoint. You've got DeAndre Ayton. He's another guy that's going to be out on the floor, and you're going to be five perimeter players. He loves to go track guys to the rim as well. Now, the one difference, DeAndre Ayton is capable of giving you 16, 18, 20 on the offensive end of the floor. He's going to get some drop-offs. He can post up. So you can at least try to counter some of that. You know, Utah really wasn't able to do it. So I do think this lineup that they have found where they're really not playing a big, and Nicholas Batum is probably the tallest guy in that group. And now you're going to add potentially at some point Kawhi Leonard to the mix. And now you've got six, seven guys that are all perimeter-based, and this is the style now going forward for them. They, they do a great job of getting into gaps and seams off the dribble, whether it's Paul George or Reggie Jackson in particular. And they're doing a great job right now of finding the right guy and moving it around the perimeter. And they took advantage of the fact that Utah only had four guys chasing five in the perimeter with one guy under the rim. That's not going to add up if you do the math on that. Right. Phoenix is going to find themselves in a similar boat. And I'm telling you right now, if they're watching that game tonight, and actually I was thinking about this, you know, at some point they're probably thinking, well, you know, I guess we're not playing on Sunday yet. And I wonder if any of those guys tuned out and didn't watch the second half and they got that text message, hey, guys, we got game one on Sunday. <laughs> Just so you know, I would like to see the expression on some of those guys' faces when they find out now they were playing. Because I guarantee at halftime, at the beginning of the third quarter, they thought no chance are we playing a game on Sunday. They've got to adjust to what they just watched. That's some serious film breakdown because they're going to be in a similar situation with DeAndre Ayton on the floor. A lot of plans changed as that second half unfolded, included our entire show. Man, it was a, look, it's a blast to watch a team when they absolutely catch fire collectively, and they did. Yep. It's just insane that 
they took a strength and made it their weakness. They took advantage of Rudy Gobert's planting his foot in the paint. And Terrence Mann, like he said, he is the man. And like, that's just insane. But guess what? He did it. The Clippers are going to the Western Conference Final for the first time. Uh, this might be a new new team in Utah because they exposed Rio Bear. So, yeah, man, we got game one on Sunday, game seven. Gotta love NBA basketball. And we'll be right back. And we are back. Rate us, review us on Google, on YouTube. Make us the best podcast. This is Ninjas of Another Color. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day weekend. And the next one we're getting into is Loki. Loki episode 2. Is it female Loki or is it Enchantress? I think it's a combination of both. But hey, I still like it. Uh, They're trying to create the multiverse. And let's get a little, uh, a snippet of it. What happens when a Nexus event branches past Redline? Very bad things. Come on, Loki. What is it? It's when the TVA can no longer reset the Nexus event. And that would lead to the destruction of the timeline and the collapse of reality as we know it. Watch it. Where's your manners? (laughs) That is not nice. We've grabbed enough temporal aura to know it's our Loki variant. But which kind of Loki remains unknown? The lesser kind, to be clear. I don't want anybody out there to forget what you are. Because you already know that we can catch you, and how's betraying us going to get you any closer to the timekeepers? An audience with the timekeepers on the table. I can deliver you the variant. Assurances that I won't be completely disintegrated the moment the job has been done. Ready? I'll need to speak to the timekeepers at once. They're in graver danger than we realized. He's lying. Just playing games. There's no one out there. Yeah, me for a second. My ears are sharp, too. The timekeepers are monitoring every aspect of this case. I've never seen them so involved. They want that variant caught. And this is the last chance you're going to get with this Loki. This must be from them. Unless you keep on the side. Stay focused. Those your tricks, sir, and then many of your tricks can come from exploiting the fact that you know that they know. Just, just shut up, please. You didn't like to talk. Remember him? Now I'm stuck with this guy. I won't stop yakking away about what makes a Loki tick. What is the final step, your last chance? What is my desperate last chance required? Work. Work. And stole their recent job as well. I like all files pertaining to the creation of the TVA. Those are classified. The beginning of time, then. Those are classified. Okay, the end of time. Those are classified. Okay, what files can I have? You must see God. I just need this If everything and everyone around you is destined for imminent destruction, then nothing that I say or do will matter because the timeline's not gonna run. Take me to a real apocalypse. I'll show you. I've never stabbed anyone in the back. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. I never do it again. Oh, come on. It's cool. It's just not in good times. So we're all gonna die anyway. Moratori! Estes! Nothing has any consequence! Zero variant energy, no branching in the timeline. If it were me, this is where I would hide. Magic lizards created the TVA. Who created you, Loki? A frost giant of Jotunheim. And who raised you? Odin of Asgard. Asgard, mystical realm, frost giants. Listen to yourself. Nothing makes any sense, and we try to make some sense of it. You and I, here at the TVA, we're the only ones who are actually free. No more Nexus events, just order. No chaos. 
It sounds boring. That trusting this man is not a good idea. He just uncovered a massive hole in our security, right? That's what concerns me. There's not much I can do if it doesn't work out. Just in case. Absolutely not. Gather round for a briefing. Rock. So keep an eye out for the missing charges. And if you see a Loki, prove it. The bad Loki. The hell was that? Using magic to dry my clothes. I, for one, I'm glad we're getting to spend this time together. Wait a second, I think we're off on the wrong Shh, What are you doing? Shopping for plants. In this storm. Hurricane sales. Aliens are half off. Could that be you? Me, I presume. If anyone's anyone, you're me. Hi, are you guys looking for the disaster shelter? No. Oh, bless. I'm going to overthrow the timekeepers. I could use a qualified lieutenant. Loki, don't call me that. You can call me Randy. God, now I understand why Thor found this so annoying. What did you do? The timekeepers, where they are. I gave it away how to find them. Lure us all here so you can blow the place up. Looks like your favorite Loki betrayed you, Pomonius. This isn't about you. Right. Somebody just found the sacred timeline. Yep, Lady Loki, aka Enchantress, is gonna create the multiverse or is going to save herself by erasing the events that happened. Because if you, I don't know if you saw it, but there's some time, timelines that, that she sent those, I guess, erasers to uh, Ego Ragnarok um, I think Avengers Endgame also to reset the timeline so I think that's what's gonna happen but don't hold don't hold don't hold me to that alright I think Loki is a good show Everybody thinks it's the best, but I don't think so. I still think Falcon and Winter Soldier is the best. And the next one coming up is Black Widow. I think it's this month. And then Rick and Morty is next week. Or this week or something like that. Alright, another show that I'm checking out is Superman and Lois. Um, it's uh, a spoof of... Uh, Superman having kids and it's good writing they're on episode 10 and it's on the CW also on the CW is Batwoman the girl from she's a good act uh, actress she's a black girl that I didn't even think she was there but yep anyway Flash is also good but this one is gonna think I think it's gonna take over the flagship of CW in a few uh can't wait till Noah gets on comes back on the flash aka Noah west allen to the tornado twins but in this episode they remove the consciousnesses from the people of smallville let's get an excerpt there is no us or them Everyone out! Go! Now! Go! Out! 
sign of dad either. Where is he? Just us? For now. But all is not lost. Alright. In this episode, we find out that Superman has a brother. His mother was assigned a mate they procreated by what I think the old way in Krypton where they just artificially inseminated and they got cloned but this was a great writing tool that they the writers at DC did I think they should do the movies but that's just me but yeah, we find out that Superman has a brother. Old brother hanging out out there. But, yeah, it was good writing. It was a good show. And I think it will have a second season because I think The Flash is going away soon. I think next season is going to be the last season of Flash. And Superman and Lois will take over as the flagship of... Flagship of um, the CW. Alright, we talked about Superman the Lois, Loki, the Clippers, and we're gonna go to our main story Bad Batch. Bad Batch is in episode 8, it's mid season. Uh, I think this one is called Reunion, and this is where they united with. Crosshair, and this shows the depth of how they pitted against each other. We're halfway there, and I think we have a cameo that everybody liked. And let's check this out. It's Clone Force 99. It would be most beneficial to have them returned alive. Terminate them. That's how you disassemble a thermal explosive. There's tons of live ordnance buried in this shipyard. If you trip one, you need to know how to disable it. But I only watched you. Ten work. seconds till we're both gone. Ten. The conductor hates the pile expander. I this connects to the transmitter and. I don't know which way to cut next. Two, one. Too late. Run for it. It's a smoke bomb. Think I let you train with a live explosive? In our present situation, we need money. We have a chance to make a lot of it right here. My scans indicate the armory and artillery bay have not been fully offloaded. We're soldiers, not arms smugglers. We're presented with an opportunity here. We have to take it. Oh, come here, beautiful. Can you show me how to arm that? This one's all mine. If we'd left with Rex, we wouldn't have to owe Sid at all. He's on a different path than us. We're soldiers. What other path is there? Hunter, they've got company. As long as one of these bounty hunters deliver the young clone intact, that is all that should concern us. It's Crosshair, all right. He I'm not going out that way. So predictable. Nice to see you too, Crosshair. Wake up. You're being controlled by an inhibitor chip. Remember what I told you in the brick? You can't help it. Aim for the kid. Drop you. Direct hit! Watch your 
I don't even know what that means. I've never been inside an ion engine before. It'd be weirder if you had. Sounds like the engine's coming online. It can be activated. Crosshair wouldn't do that, would he? What about Plan 7? Plan 7 has nothing to do with this situation whatsoever. Get down! Episode 8. Cat Bane made a cameo. For those who know who know who don't know who Cat Bane is, Cat Bane is one of the best body hunters in Clone Wars history. He's not as good as the Fett, but he's he's close. He's close to the Fett, but he took he took uh, Omega back to uh, I guess Guess he's gonna take her to Cam Cam uh, Camino. There's a Camino, and I guess she's gonna meet up with Crosshair. If I am writing the story, and Crosshair got burnt, and they're probably gonna either remove his chip or he's gonna learn that the Empire doesn't want clones anymore. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the story, but I'm trying to see if I like how. They hid Crosshair's, not Crosshair's, Hunter's uh, scar with his headband. That episode showed each and every one of their skills. Hunter's tracking, uh, Wrecker's brute strength, Echo's, I guess, robotic and non uh, not not really not humanic but he wanted to leave with Rex and shows Omega trying to reach out to Crosshair but I think it's a great show also uh, we got eight more left and then we're gonna see alright this is a Juneteenth weekend so let's go ahead and celebrate it and as Father's Day weekend, give those fathers a great big hug and all they do. And we will see you next time on the Ninjas of Another Color podcast. Rate us, review us on Google and SoundCloud. And now we're at YouTube. See you later.